Masechet Nazir Daf Yod Chet. We've been discussing the differences between uh, a regular Nazir who is Tahor and then becomes Tameh in the middle, and someone who begins his Nazirut in a cemetery. Uh, in which case he was never Tahor, um, he starts off Tameh and then becomes Tahor. And the main difference uh, is that someone who is Tameh, um, who, who, someone who is Tahor, regular Nazir is Tahor, and becomes Tameh in the middle, um, has to do, has to wait seven days so he can become purified, and he shaves on the seventh day and brings the three korbanot, two birds and an animal, on the eighth day. Okay, that's for sure. Now, someone who begins um, his nizirut in the cemetery, he surely does not bring any korbanot. That everyone agrees to. The question that Abashe asked at the end of the daf yesterday was, um, how about the shaving? Uh, someone who became a nazir in a cemetery, does he have to shave on the seventh day? Or not? Uh, does the shaving come hand in hand with the korbanot? And he doesn't do korbanot, so he doesn't have to shave either. Or is it a separate matter? And he does shave. All right, we attempted a few different answers yesterday that were not conclusive. We're going to finish off that discussion today with a conclusive, pretty clear, explicit braita. Tashema v'time rosh nizro betahor shinit makatu bedamer medaber. Pasuk says, if someone becomes tameh. When they are nazir, so timer rosh nizra, that means that the hair on his head will become tameh. So that's uh, that that phrase means he will cut his hair. Um, so surely that person cuts his hair, and the midrash says this is talking about only a nazir that was tahor who became tameh in the middle of his uh, nazirut period. Shehu ta'un ha'abarat se'ar va'abarat siporin. He and only he has to shave his hair and bring the birds as korbanot. And this derivation uh, excludes some, a nazir bakever, someone who became a nazir in, while impure, while in the cemetery. That person, he does not even, since his nazirut did not even begin, he didn't even get to, get to day one, Therefore, he does not have to shave and does not have to bring any of the korbanot. All right, so that's pretty clear. No, he does not have to shave. The Baraita, however, continues and explains why we even need this pasuk, because I would have thought otherwise based on logic. I might have thought as follows, if someone who was Tahor, so that's a good thing, and only just became Tameh later, he is required to shave his head, could be she also, I'm just saying he, uh, he is required to shave his head and bring Korbanot, so, all the more so, someone who was never Tahor, he started off Tameh, isn't that worse? Isn't that more severe? So surely that person will have to shave and bring korbanot. That's what I might have thought. That's why the pasuk goes out of its way and says, Only his hair has to be cut. A specific person to exclude a category to exclude another category. And so we conclude as we began that this Pasuk says only someone who was Tahor and became Tameh, that's what the Pasuk is talking about, they have to shave and bring Korbanot. 
um, but someone who was a Nazir, who was a who was Ptameh, and to begin with, because they were in a grave, um, became a Nazir then, does not have to do either of them, and that is a conclusive answer for Rav Asher. All right, excellent. Um, next, we're going to go back to a Baraita that we already quoted uh, at least three times and ask who is the author of this Baraita? Mantana ha de Tanura Banan. En ben Tamesha Nazar le Nazir Tahoshinitma. Ela she Tamesha Nazar Shivi'i Shelo Ole Lo Min Haminyan. Ven Nazir Tahor Shinitma en Shivi'i Shelo Ole Lo Min Haminyan. This Baraita, if we remember, taught that there is no difference between someone who was Tameh in the cemetery who became a Nazir, and someone who was Tahor and became Tameh, right, they are similar in many ways, um, but one of the differences is, uh, well, this is the only difference, but there are, are related differences to this, that the uh, one, di one difference is that the one who was Tameh and became a Nazir, he can start counting on the seventh day already, whereas the one who, would became, who was Tahor and became Tameh cannot start counting on the seventh day. He has to wait till after he brings the Korbanot on the eighth day. And that makes sense because since that the one who was Tahor has to bring Korbanot, so he's not out of the woods, he's not finished his purification process until the eighth day. He can only start counting the new one on the eighth day. Whereas the Nazir, uh, the, the Nazir Bakever, um, since he doesn't bring Korbanot, so he's finished everything he needs to do on the very seventh day. We just saw he doesn't even have to shave. So, but uh, shaving anyway would be on the seventh day, but he doesn't have to bring Korbanot. And so, therefore, he's done on the seventh day, so he can start counting on the seventh day. So, Amar of Bihi, so, Rav Chistan says this Baraita has to be the opinion of Rabi. We're going to see in a second the full Machloket down here, um, but we're previewing here already. Rabi says that Nazir who was Tahor and became Tameh, that uh, the Nizirut does not start until the 8th. So this has to be him because in this Braita it says, uh, Nazir that was Tahor starts on the 8th. That makes sense. Rabi also says, that starts on the eighth. That's when he starts counting the next. Uh, starts continuing to count. That's when he starts counting. Um, anything that was he had before, anything that he counted before is canceled, and now we can start on eighth day. Whereas Rabbi says that the nizirut of tahara starts on the seventh, even though he has to bring korbanot on the eighth. Okay, that's a side point. He brings korbanot, but the seventh day he finished. Uh, he finished the, um, the the full days of waiting, and so we can start counting. See, so according to the Yosef, the Biuda, both types of niziri, nizirut tahara and nizirut bakever, are both both can start counting on the seventh day. So he surely cannot be the author of this baraita. Now, what is this machloket? Let's find the source for it. Here's the Braita. So, to he sanctifies his head. The sanct kidash et rosho is the opposite of time et rosho. This means he can now not cut his hair, but let his hair grow. So, letting his hair grow indicates the beginning of counting of Nizirut on that day. It says, Bayom Hahu. So, what is that day referring to? It's uh, ambiguous. Bayom Hava'at Korbanot Rabbi. Rabbi says, that day means the day that he brings his Korbanot. That's the eighth day. You have to wait till the eighth day to start counting. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Bayom Tiglachto. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, says, no, on the day that he shaves. We're talking about Tahor. So, he, he, he shaves on the 
Tahor becomes Tameh, he shaves on the seventh day, and the Bayamaho is referring to that seventh day, he can start counting. And so uh, now we see, understand why it has to be Rabbi. Okay, now another Mishnah has a related halacha from Masechet Karetot. The Mishnah there taught that a Nazir who has multiple, who becomes Tamer Lamet multiple times, only brings one Korban. So this has to mean some case where he, he became a Nazir, he became Tamer Lamet, and became purified, or almost purified, um, and uh, then, at some point, we're going to see exactly when, became Tameh Met again. Um, see, if he becomes Tameh Met like every day, he's, he's just in the cemetery, every day he's going in and out of the cemetery, then he never becomes Tahad. Surely at the end, let's say he does that for, uh, you know, 100 days, 200 days. So then, at the end of 200 days, finally, he can do the, the, the process, stay out of the cemetery, and get sprinkled on the third and the seventh day, go to the mikveh on the seventh day, uh, then uh, um, shave on the seventh day, bring korbanot on the eighth day, surely that case, he would only bring one set of korbanot, because he was just tameh for one long period. So we're talking about a case here that he becomes tameh multiple periods, like he um, purified or almost purified himself, became tameh again, did some kind of seven days, almost purified, but didn't bring the korbanot yet, and becomes tameh again. So even So you might have thought that he has to bring as many korban, sets of korbanot as the number of periods that he became Tameh. So this Misachi teaches that, no, only one at the end. All right, so now Mantana, who is the author of this, of this Mishnah? So Rav Chista says, this Mishnah has to be Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah, who said, that you start counting the new nizirut on the seventh day of purification from being tameh. And therefore, the case is easy to explain. Uh, you have uh, someone who was tahor. He became tameh. He did the seven days. Um, on the seventh day, he can start counting the next one. Now, he didn't bring his korbanot yet on the eighth day. And then he suddenly becomes Tameh again later on on the seventh day. And so now he's going to start again, a new process, wait another seven days. And so you might have thought that, oh, look, he, he was Chayav Korbanot in the first one. Now he's going to be Chayav Korbanot in the second one. And no, this Mishnah teaches, in that case, only one set of Korbanot. So this makes sense for the Biyoseh. Kevan delo yasa korban, korban echad. And the reason is because... Um, the time never arrived that he could bring korbanot since he became Tameh already on the 7th. And you can't bring korbanot on the 7th. You have to wait till the 8th day to bring korbanot. Therefore, that, that liability for korbanot never set in. And then when he becomes Tameh on, the, on that 7th day, which is, is the first day of his, of his next Nizirut. So he is already in a new cycle of, of Nizirut. That's why it's a yet another cycle, another uh, violation of becoming Tameh. But since the liability for Korbanot never applied, because that the day when he could bring Korbanot uh, didn't set in yet, um, so therefore that is held in abeyance until he becomes Tahar again, and then he'll only have to bring one set of Korbanot at the end of 
and the however many times this cycle goes on. So all that is good for the biyose. And I'll show you why it doesn't work for the bi. Uh, in parentheses, you can go on as many times as you want. Uh, so according to the B, if it would be that case, he's Tahor. He becomes Tameh. He does the seven-day process of Tahara. And then he becomes Tameh again on the, on the seventh day. According to the B, you don't start counting the new cycle until the eighth day. And so if you would get, he become Tameh every seventh day. Kuluhu Tumah That's just one long Tumah. And obviously, for one long Tumah, 100 days, 200 days, he would only bring one set of Korbanot at the end. Right? We need a case where he began counting the new cycle. So that this Mishnah could make sense. Now, so I know so you'll say it became Tameh on the eighth day. And that's when he starts counting the new cycle. And again, on the eighth day. But that can't be either. Because, well, if you already brought his Korbanot, then it's a moot point because he already brought them. Now, the question is, what if he is on the eighth day before he actually brought the Korbanot? In that case, already a time came when it's, he is, uh, when it's appropriate to bring a Korban. He can bring Korban on the eighth day. And since he could bring a Korban, so he already sets in a liability to bring three animals, two birds, one animal, on that day, and now it became Tameh again, so he can't bring it anymore on that day, but that's already chalked up as he's responsible for one set of korbanot, and then when he goes into the next cycle, and on that eighth day, he'll have to bring another set of korbanot. And if he becomes Tameh on that eighth day, well, then he's going to have to wait yet another cycle, and that day he'll bring, have to bring three sets of korbanot. So you see, According to the B, it can't work. It can't be on the seventh day because he didn't start counting a new cycle. It can't be on the eighth day because then he's already liable to yet another set of korbanot. All right, good. Um, now that we understand that, let's uh, see see the reason, the so, the, the the source. My tamad did a B. Amar kera vechiped alav measher hata al hanefesh al hanafesh vehadar vekidash et rosho. Let's look at this pasuk inside so we can see the full context. Uh, we're talking about on the eighth day, a person brings two birds, and here it says, echad chatat echad One bird is a chatat, one bird is an ola. And then, alav hata al hanafish. And so these birds, well, the chatat especially, will be, well, both of them, will be atonement for the sin that he made for becoming tameh lamet. Good. Vikidashet Rosho, and then sanctify his head, meaning his hair will grow. That's a key word for saying he can start counting the, he can start continuing, can start counting the next, that day, uh, continuing. Bayomahu, on that day. So here, here's the question. This Bayomahu, what is it referring to? It is ambiguous. Rabbi is going to say Bayomahu refers to the Korbanot. See, on the day that he brings the Korbanot, um, that's when he can start counting. Um, whereas, the uh, the Biyose is going to say, no, it says, Kiddashet Rosho. That's on the seventh day. So Bayama who's referring to, not the day of Korbanot, but this immediately preceding that uh, day when he starts the uh, when he starts growing his hair. So that's the question. Bayama who, when does he start counting? When he starts, uh, when, he st- when he shaves his head, 
and that means they could start growing the next hair that's on the seventh day or after Korbanot on the eighth day. So let's see that inside. Um, uh, so here, uh, the B says, the Pasuk says, first you'll bring the Korbanot, and after that, in the Pasuk, it says that he can allow his hair to start growing, meaning start counting, right? Although the B agrees that he shaves on the seventh day, but it's not considered now you start growing until the eighth day. Whereas, the Yosef, the Im Ken Lema Kedah Et Rosha. Yosef says, you wouldn't have to say, uh, you don't need those extra words. Just say he brings it to Korbanot and then Kidash et means he starts counting. Why Bayomahu? Bayomahu seems to be referring to a different day, not that very day of Korbanot, but on that day, that day when he started growing his hair because he shaved it on the seventh day. So it's on the seventh day that he starts the counting. That's the Bayomahu, right? And he's, he's explaining further. Bayomahu, Lamali, Imeno Inyan, Nashimini, Teneu Inyan, Nashibi'i. Why do I need Bayomahu? It can't be referring to the eighth day, because the first half of the Pasuk said he brings his Korbanot. That's on the eighth day, right? The Pasuk right before says, So the whole context is the eighth day. So just say that, then he starts counting. You don't have to say anything about Bayomahu. So since Bayomahu is not referring to the eighth day, it must be talking about something else. It must be talking about the seventh day. Good. Hey, we have a good question for you. What are you going to do with those extra words here? Bayomahu. Rabbi says, even if he didn't yet bring his korbanot on the eighth day, he still starts counting on the on the eighth day. Uh, for example, let's say he didn't bring his korbanot because he became tameh. Lamet uh, before he got to, got a chance to bring his korbanot. Nevertheless, that starts the count as day one, and that's why. Well, when he becomes when he becomes tamemet, that's immediately going to stop it. But it is a new cycle. Uh, so now that we now we understand the source, now we understand the mechanism of why the bee says it's a new cycle even before it brings the korbanot, but only if the eighth day began. Okay, now, Vedav Chista, Mai Now, back to Rav Chista, who said that Mishnah in Keretot was the opinion of Rabbi Yoseh Berebi Yehuda, because that's on the seventh day, that's when he starts counting. That made sense. Lukma Kegondinitma de Hazia Belel Shemini Verebihi. Wait, Rav Chista didn't have to uh, push himself to limit the Mishnah to be only one opinion. He could actually say it's the B also. For example, in the case where he became Tameh on the night of the eighth, meaning before the day, the eighth day. Because after all, you can't bring any korbanot at night. It's only you only bring korbanot during the day. So if he finished, he he did seven, shaved on the seventh day, and then that night he became tamer. So that night is already the beginning of the eighth day. And we just said, according to the B, you start counting on the eighth day, right? The bayomahu, uh, even before you bring the korbanot. So at night he didn't bring the korbanot. He couldn't yet bring the korbanot. Yet he starts his new cycle. If he becomes tamer. At night, well, then he, um, on the one hand, he starts a new cycle. On the other hand, the obligation for bringing the korbanot does not yet set in because he's not, he can't possibly bring it until the daytime. So when the B said before that, 
um, uh, that once the obligation, once the possibility, rather better than the obligation, once the possibility of bringing the korbanot sets in, then he chalks it up and he has to bring it no matter what. He'll have to bring it you know, the next time around if he can't bring it now. Uh, but in this case, the possibility did not set in because daytime didn't, didn't uh, start yet. So this, so therefore, Amishnah could be, it'd be, in a case where he becomes Tameh, uh, after the seventh day, at night, before the daytime of the eighth. Um, okay, so let's try to answer it. No, but since Rav Chista did not uh, uh, did not say that our Mishnah is like Rabbi, it must be that he thinks that a night nighttime is not considered um, a, 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 a lack of time. Meaning, although in in, pract- in practice he cannot bring his korban at night because the Beit Hamikdash is closed, um, but nevertheless, it, it, it's in potential. It is a time for bringing korbanot, um, and uh, so uh, so so that's why it cannot be to be. That's why Rav Chistak said it cannot be to be. It must be he thinks that. Uh, this is a big question about how you view the nighttime. Is it that the the possibility of uh, korbanot does not yet set in, so therefore the whole obligation does not yet set in, and so he's not going to tally up? Um, or, no, it must be that the reason of Chista says it's not likely to be is because he thinks that the nighttime before um, is is a time of obligation of korbanot. happens to be closed, so I can't bring it now, but really you could bring it, and that's why he said it's not likely to be, because according to the bee, even if he becomes Tameh at night, already it would tally up, yes, he has to bring a whole set of korbanot for this period of Tumah. If he became Tameh that night, he would have to bring yet another set uh, the next time around. So can we conclude that Rav Chista uh, thinks that the night time is a possible time of bringing korbanot? says, no, you cannot do that because these two things are dependent on each other. Whether it's possible, whether it's considered a time of obligation of korbanot, it goes hand in hand with whether you count it, start counting the next, the, whether you start counting the continuation of Nezirut. If you say that the night time is not a time, a not a possible time of bringing korbanot, um, and so then when can you bring korban? In the morning. In that case, day one of the new Nezirut cycle would only be at, in the morning, at sunrise. And if you say that the nighttime is not a problem uh, of bringing korbanot, it's not, a, it's not a time that you cannot bring korbanot, it's just in practice, in practi- practically it's closed, but it is in potential a time per- period of bringing korbanot. In that case, um, the nizirut would start at night. The problem is uh, that, is, yeah, you start at night, but you are liable to this, these korbanot uh, no, uh, uh, automatically at night, no matter what. And therefore, you, the Mishnah wouldn't be make sense because Mishnah is only one at the end. According to this, you'd have to bring many sets um, at the end. And so we don't know. Uh, either way, whichever, whatever Rav Chista thinks, uh, whether the nighttime is considered a potential time of korbanot or not a potential time of korbanot, um, either way, he would not, uh, he could not say that this Mishnah is the opinion of it be. Okay, good. So now that we mentioned um, uh, that, that, that Baraita, 
um, about the Nazir who became Tameh many times, we're going to look more into it um, in terms of this Baraita that's also found in, to, in the Tosefta. So this Baraita is elaborating on that Mishnah in, Kareto, in, in Keretot and says, if someone became Tameh, uh, who was Tahor, he became Tameh, and then on the seventh day he became Tameh again, and again on the seventh day he only brings one Korban. Uh, that makes sense of uh, the, the, the uh, explanation of Rav Chista uh, earlier, uh, following the Biyose. And if he became Tameh on the eighth day, and then once again on the eighth day, he has to bring Korban for every single time period, because once the eighth day starts, he already is obligated. Uh, to bring that korban, even if he didn't actually bring it, um, he is liable. So if he becomes tamed before he brings it, he's going to have to bring it instead the next time around, in addition to the new one that he'll have to bring. He has to start counting immediately. It's not clear what immediately refers to. Some say the eighth day, some say it means the seventh day. Uh, so let's go with the seventh day. I think that's an easier way to explain it. According to the Bi'eli Ezer, therefore, no matter what, um, whether it became Tameh on the seventh day or Tameh on the eighth day, in general, he's going to, he became Tameh, he waited, seventh day, he starts counting, uh, no matter what. If he became Tameh on the seventh day, uh, then the next time around, brings only one Korban. If he became Tameh on the eighth day because that the obligation already set in so then he has to bring two sets of korbanot okay so this is the Eliezer. this so far is exactly uh what the Yoseh said and how Rav Chista interpreted that Mishnah so he actually could have said it's also the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer it would have been the same thing uh, they all they agree with each other but now this Baraita is going to show that there, there are yet a couple of more different opinions Hachamim say forget about all that potential that he could have brought a bring bring a bring a korban that makes him have to bring another set of korbanot no not true um, as as long as he did not yet actually bring his korban um, he, he does he he is not obligated to bring yet another set in other words um, if he becomes tameh after he brought the korbanot then yeah for sure that's what I was about to say hevi chatato venitma hevi chatato venitma maybe korban al kol echad veechad if he became Tameh, he was Tibos Tahor, he became Tameh, and he does the seventh day, the eighth day, he brings the Korban Hatat. This is specifically the Korban Hatat, according to Chamim, is the main Korban, um, and not the Asham, that's not as important. So if he brought the Korban Hatat, then that's it, he brought it, he has to bring the other Korbanot that are together with it, and then if he becomes Tameh, after the Korban Hatat, he's going to have to bring yet another set, uh, eight days later. However, if he did not yet bring his Korban Hatat, um, and even if it's on the eighth day he became Tameh, then he just waits another seven days, and on the eighth day he brings only one set. So it's not the potential possibility of the time period when he could have brought a Korban that makes him liable to another set, but rather um, only if he actually brought the Hatat, then he has to complete that set and bring another one, uh, another one the next time around. So that's why it says one korban on everything, 
um, uh, 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 one korban all the way at the end on everything, no matter what, if, no matter if it became Tameh on the seventh day or eighth day, Hachamim say, only the korban chatat matters. Hevi chatato, velo hevi ashamo, moneh. If you brought the korban chatat and didn't yet bring the korban asham, the korban asham is a side dish. Uh, you have to bring it at some point, but that's not what stops the previous time period. The chatat is the one that's mechaper, that brings atonement for having been been tamemet, and therefore he begins the count as long as he brings the brought the korban chatat, even if he didn't bring the korban asham yet, and became tameh between the chatat and the asham. Well, he couldn't bring the asham anymore because now he's tameh. He'll have to bring it the next time. Okay. Rabbi Ishmael ben Osher, Rabbi Yochanan ben Beroka, Omer, Keshem shechatato ikabto, Ken ashamo me'akevo. Rabbi Ishmael says, No, you need both the chatat and the asham. Remember, there's also an ola, a bird, and no one thinks you have to have to, have to bring the bird. The bird is an extra uh, gift offering, but that, that does not... Um, that the uh, the uh, uh, the atonement does not depend on the ola, um, but rather uh, the maximum uh, opinion is Rabbi Ishmael. Um, well, he would be in fact the most lenient. In other words, uh, you don't um, ha- you're not finished until you bring both the chatat and the asham. So if he brought the chatat and then became tameh. Well, then, uh, then he doesn't start counting the new one. And so seven days later, he is, that's all one long period of Tumah. So he only has to bring one set of Korbanot at the end of that period. Unless he brought all, both the Chatat and the Asham, then that finishes the old period. It doesn't matter if he brought the Olah yet or not. And he starts counting. So if it became Tameh after he brought the Chatat and Asham, then he'll have to bring another set, according to the Ishmael. Okay, that's the end of the Braita. Let's analyze. Bishlamar Rabbi Eliezer, Amar Keravi Kidashet Rosho, Bayom Ahu. Hevi Kor Benotav. So Rabbi Eliezer, the first opinion, says that he sanctifies his hair. That means he starts counting. On that day, what was Bayomahu? Bayomahu means even, as we said before, it's referring to some previous time period, because obviously not referring to afterwards, and you wouldn't have to say the word Bayomahu. But extra words Bayomahu says it's referring back to the seventh day. Even before he brought the Korbanot, um, he already starts counting, and that's why uh, he would have to, as long as he had the potential to um, to bring the korbanot, meaning he became tamer on the eighth day, uh, then uh, then he um, has to bring yet another set. It became tamer on the seventh day. Even the potential wasn't there. So this goes like the Mishnah above. Above, that's all about potential. But Rabbanan hahu afapishelo hevi ashamo. No, Rabbanan says no. The word bayom hahu is coming to exclude the asham. Uh, that he starts counting the new day. Once the chatat happens, and it's only the chatahu, it's zeroing in on the, on, on the chatat offering, and even if you didn't bring the asham, it doesn't matter. Okay, so we understand both of those opinions. According to the Bishmael, you have to bring your chatat and the asham, and then you can start counting. So what's this bayomahu? What is it coming to add? I really don't need it at all. It's obvious that he's going to only start counting after those korbanot. 
So Bishmael can explain. I need uh, the word Ahu to say he starts counting then, even if before he brought the Ola. So Ahu is referring to some previous time period, because the Pasuk already mentioned the Ola. So it's Be'om Ahu, oh, before the Ola. Okay. Uh, so the Bishmael can explain it. Now we ask according to the Banan, why don't you say like that? And just say that the Ahu is excluding the Ola, but... Uh, not excluding the Asham, but Rabbanan, Ola la ba'emiuta, Doron ba'almahu. Rabbanan says, no, it's obvious. I don't need a pasuk to tell me that the Ola is not necessary for purification um, because that's simply a gift, Doron. Doron is a, is a, comes from a Greek word that means gift. Um, and so therefore, I don't need the word ba'emahu. Therefore, the word ba'emahu must be excluding the Asham. That is not necessary. Okay, good. Now, ma'ita ma'ahu Rabbanan. We're still not satisfied with the explanation of Rabbanan. Um, and the reason is because look at the next pasuk. Um, see, it says the Asham. This is this was the um, uh, that's the two birds. As we saw. Um, so the, now we understand the word is really only going on hatat. Um, and not according to Ola, at least according to the first two opinions um, uh, of the Baraita. And that's what we've been discussing so far. But here's the thing. Look at the Asham. Um, so that indicates that he can restart the days of his counting. Okay, so he restarts the days of his counting, and only then it says that he brings the Asham offering. Um, uh, and then, uh, okay, so since it says this before Asham, so I would already know, see, that you start counting before Asham. And therefore, the word Bayomahu seems to be adding something else, so we still need more clarification. For Rabbanan. Okay, so once again, what is the reason for Rabbanan, uh, who says that it's the Hatat only, the Tanya, what does this Pasu come to teach that you start counting before Asham? Here's why I need even this extra uh, phrase, because in the whole rest of the Torah, anytime someone does something that is requires an asham, that you have to bring the asham before you can get atonement. There's no other way around it. So that's why I would have thought, uh, so I might have thought here also, that an asham is required, because in general it's a it's a required uh, sacrifice or atonement. That's why the Pasuk says, meaning you start counting, and then it says you bring you start bringing the asham to exclude the general rule that happens all the time. How's Bishmael going to explain this? Because according to Bishmael, you have to bring the chatat and the asham. So in that case, why does it say? The order that first first it says you start counting and only then it says Asham. Bishmel says I can break it down like this. You start counting. When do you start counting? When you bring the Asham, but not before. So that's why it's together in this Pasuk to say that the counting does depend on Asham. So it really just depends on the syntax of the sentence. Uh, and the way you parse it, that will be the, the source of the, uh, the explanation uh, for the difference between Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbanan. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.